turn with me this evening for a short time to the portion of God's Word that we have read in Paul's epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 1. And if we can look at the words that we have in verse 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. <coughs> let us run the race. If you were in Edinburgh today, you would have found it very difficult to get to God's house because there were those who were in a race, a bicycle race through Edinburgh. And through the summer, very often, if it's not a bicycle race, it's people running through Edinburgh. They're taken up with the things of the body and looking after the, the body, the outward body, and they've no conception and no uh, care for the soul. They don't realize that what would it profit a man if he would lose the whole world, if he would gain the whole world and lose his soul. They don't realize the preciousness of the soul. And there were people in my own congregation couldn't get to church today because of the race. Well, Paul speaks about a race. He brings that race before us in, in Hebrews chapter 12. And there are three points that we want to, this evening, think upon. First of all, a unique race. A unique race. Secondly, a common race. And thirdly, some pointers in running this race. A unique race, a common race, and some pointers in how to run this race. Let's first of all think upon this as a unique race. Now you might think to yourself, what do we mean by the fact that it's a unique race? Well, you might want me today, uh, tonight to go on about how we run a race and every Christian is in this race. But I think Paul is saying more than that when he, when, he, when he opens up here. He says, let us run the race that is set before us. I think what Paul is as much saying is that every single Christian has a unique race to run. We're not all running the same race. As you run the Christian race, there are things that will come across your life. Trials and difficulties and hurdles that you will have to cross that I won't have to cross. And there are hurdles as I run the race that will come across my path and that I have to cross and that you will never have to cross. The Apostle Paul says, let us... Let us uh, seeing we are compassed about with so great a company of witnesses. The Apostle Paul is bringing us back to the previous chapter. 
where you see there a, a great crowd of, cloud of witnesses of those who were Old Testament saints, and they were running. But every single one of them had a unique race to run. The race that Abraham was running wasn't the same race as Moses was running. And as Moses ran, he didn't have the same race as Joshua. In fact, when you, when you go back into it, uh, you discover that, uh, that, that by faith, the, 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 what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Not every one of them experienced every one of these things. They all were running and had different, uh, had different experiences to go through. And not only that, they had different sins which did easily beset them. One sin that would beset one of these saints in the Old Testament wasn't necessarily something that would beset one of the other, uh, one of the other uh, saints. They all had their sins. They all had their besetting sins that they had to cast off. But they, they all didn't have them. all these sins. They had different sins. And my friend, is that not true of the Christian today? If you are one of God's people, you will be running a race. The race that you will run is not the, the same, exactly the same race as I will run. Different things will come our way. Different things will come upon the young. Young people will confront different things as they run the race, different to what older Christians will confront as they run the race. The strong and the weak. doesn't matter who you are. If you're running the race, the race that you will run is a unique race to you. Different to what everybody else will have to run. That's the wonderful thing of the Christian race, isn't it? Different things coming the way of different Christians. All unique. Every Christian is unique in his own way. The Apostle Paul we saw this morning was absolutely unique. But my friend, every Christian is unique. Every Christian called to the Christian faith, and it doesn't matter whether you're strong in the faith or weak in the faith. Your Christian race is a unique race to you. You will confront different things that different people won't, others won't face. Your race is unique. And as you run that race, there are sins that you will have, the besetting sins that you will have that maybe nobody else has that you don't know about, they don't know about, that you have to cast them off as you run the race. And that's what Paul here surely is doing. He's encouraging them. He's, he's encouraging the Hebrews to run the race that is set before them. To run the race that's set before them. Paul was an encourager, you see. Paul would encourage God's people. Some people are encouragers, aren't they? Ministers know that. Ministers of the gospel know that there are those who are encouragers. They will encourage the minister. They will encourage others. The Apostle Paul is encouraging 
them to run the race that is set before them. My friend, be an encourager, one of another. Be an encourager to other Christians. They may not be running the same and have the same hurdles that you have to 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 uh, cover. And you may have harder hurdles than they have. You may have easier hurdles, but be an encourager. Paul was wanting to encourage them. And my friend, what a wonderful example he gives, doesn't he? He gives the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses in the Old Testament. Abraham, Moses, and all these different men, different hurdles, different race, but they're all running the race. Some of them quenching fire, some of them facing lions, but they're all running the race. All different. Run the race that's set before you. Let us, let, let us, uh, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do easily be, and let us run the race, looking unto Jesus. Run the race. Because Jesus is the great, you know, we maybe have all these witnesses in the Old Testament, but think of the, the, the example of Jesus, looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before, he, he ran the race, didn't he? he he ran that. It was a unique, a unique set of circumstances that the Lord Jesus Christ had to confront. It was a unique race that the Lord Jesus ran. No one else would run the race that Jesus ever ran. He had to go to the cross. He had to suffer and die in the room instead of sinners. He had to bear the shame. He had to endure the cross. My friend, what a unique race the Lord Jesus Christ undertook. It was absolutely unique. But think of the glory that came to him. Think of the, how he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured the cross. He despised the shame for the joy that was set before him. He ran that race. The joy of saving his people. The joy of, of purchasing heaven for his people. The joy of going before them and running before them. No one else could ever run the race that he ran. A unique race. But we are to look to him as we run our race. We have a, a unique race. You recognize this evening that the Lord has set before you a unique race to run. Not my race. It's not someone else's race. It's your race. Hurdles will come your way. Difficulties will come your way. You have to run the race. But that brings us to the second point. If that is a unique race, yet it is the common race. What do I mean by the common race? Well, it's the opposite of unique. Because while this is a unique race to every single believer, yet it's the same kind of race because it's the race that we all run looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. You look at the race that the great cloud of witnesses in the Old Testament they were running. Abraham, leaving Ur of the Chaldees, making his way to a place that he even didn't know where he was going. 
Many hurdles as he went his way. Absolutely unique. Moses bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt, standing before them and opening the Red Sea and bringing the children of Israel out into the out into the wilderness. Absolutely unique. And you can go down them all. They're all different, but there's one thing that makes them common, and that is it was by faith. By faith. They were all running a unique race, but they were all running the same race in that they were all running it, looking unto Jesus by faith. It's not what it's all about. Hebrews chapter 11 is all about. You see, while you might have a unique race to run and your Christian experience is unique to you, you're not running a race on your own. You're not running a race that's simply just you running your way and going your own way. Not at all. Your race may be unique to you. The sins that do so easily beset you may be unique to you. But if you're running the race, you're running the race exactly the same as every other believer. That is looking unto Jesus by faith. By faith. You look to yourself, my friend, that's the deception of the heart. Look to yourself, and that's the deception of the heart. Look to the church, and that's the deception of the devil. Look to Jesus, and that's the way this great cloud of witnesses run. That's the way the Christian runs. He doesn't look to himself. He doesn't look to the church. He looks unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. He's looking unto a person. And my friend, when you run by faith, when you run by faith, looking unto Jesus, that's you running the right way. You're looking to Jesus. You're running the right way. If you're not looking to Jesus, doesn't matter what your experience may be. If you're not looking to Jesus, you're running the wrong way. And you'll never, you'll never reach the finishing line if you don't look unto the Lord Jesus Christ running the race. Why do we look to, why do we look to Jesus? Why is it that even the Old Testament saints, the great cloud of witnesses in the previous chapter, running different races, different experiences, yet all looking the same way, by faith. Why is it that the Old Testament saint looks to Jesus? Why is it that you look to Jesus? Well, Jesus tells you. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am the way. Think of what Paul said to the church at Galatia. The church in Galatia being established, just as the church in Philippi and the church at Thessalonica, there is the church at Galatia. And he says, you began to run. You began out running the right way. He did run well. Who did hinder you? in that you should not 
obey the truth. You see, the church of Galatia had set out well. They had begun to run well. But they were hindered from the truth. I read this evening. Do we look to Jesus Christ as we run the race that is set before us? Do we look to Jesus? In all our different experiences of the Christian walk, in all that may come different to us, are we looking the right way? Are we looking unto to Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. Uh, Joshua, 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 the Savior. That's what it means. Looking by faith to Jesus. You see, when we take our eyes off Jesus, that's when we can stumble, isn't it? We can stumble. There is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he warns Peter, Peter, you better watch and pray. The devil, the devil has desired to have thee that you might sift thee as wheat. Watch and pray. Peter didn't watch and pray, did he? The Lord Jesus watched and prayed. And I believe that there in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Lord Jesus won the battle, won the race, even there. As he headed towards Calvary's cross, he won the race. Because he was watching, he was praying, he was watching for Judas coming. Peter's asleep. Peter's not watching, he's not praying. He's not doing what Jesus has told him to do. He's not looking by faith, believing what Jenny. And he slipped. He came a hurdle. There was a hurdle and he, he failed at that hurdle. And if it wasn't for the grace of Almighty God, Peter would have been cast away. But Jesus comes to him again. Peter, you need to run that race. And you need to do it looking to me, listening to me. Watch and pray. When I tell you to watch and pray, you watch and pray. Listen to what I have to tell you to do. By faith. When we look to Jesus, we look to his word. We look to where is he is. My friend, this evening, are you looking to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of faith? Are you looking to the Lord Jesus Christ and following him? Are you looking to, to, to him this evening? We're not looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are on the broad road that leadeth to destruction. That's the road that we're taking. We're going the wrong way. Looking unto Jesus, the author, and who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's the Jesus that we look to. It is the Jesus who went to the cross, despised all the shame that there was in going to that cross, who endured the sufferings of the cross. That's the Jesus that we follow. And who is now set down at the right hand of God and high. 
My friend, it's not just the Jesus that was born in a manger. Wonderful to see Jesus born in a manger. But if you stop there, you're not running the race. You're not looking to, the, to Jesus. The Jesus who came into this world and healed the blind, the deaf, and the dumb. It's wonderful to look to that Jesus. But my friend, we must look to the Jesus who endured the cross, who suffered the shame, who ran that race. And we follow him, picking up our cross and follow him. And we look to him. In other words, he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. As you run the race, you are looking heavenward. My friend, are you looking heavenward this evening? Are you looking to Jesus Christ by faith? And as you look to Jesus Christ by faith, you're looking heavenward. You're lift, you're, your soul is lifted up. And you're looking not to the things of the world, but you're looking to glory. And you're looking to where Jesus is. That's your home. That's your home. But you have a funeral of, a, of an elder in the church. Or you have a funeral of one of God's people. And you stand there at a graveside beside that grave. My friend, we're reminded that the saint has gone home. He's finished his course. He's finished the race. And he's now received the crown of righteousness. The crown. My friend, is that what you're looking forward to? Is that as you look, as you run the race, and there are many difficulties that may come your way in running that race, many hurdles, many things that the Lord will bring your way that will make it difficult for you. Difficult for you that's not difficult for someone else. But you overcome. You overcome these hurdles. You overcome these difficulties. Why? Because you're looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. How did the great cloud of witnesses in the Old Testament, how did Abraham leave Ur of the Chaldees? Because by faith he was looking to the Christ who was to come. And Abraham received a wonderful promise in the covenant that in thy seed, thy seed, the, the, the seed, the one seed, the Messiah, he will come, and in him shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Your seed will be blessed. Your people will be blessed. Abraham and Abraham leave the promise. My friend, think of the unique circumstance that Abraham had to confront when he had to offer up his own son, Isaac, on the mount. Abraham, take thy son up into the mount and offer him up as a sacrifice. Slay him. And Abraham took his son, Isaac, up and he slew him by faith because he believed the promise. He believed the promise of the Messiah, of the Christ that was to come. There is a great cloud of witnesses, and they all testify to this, 
Not every one of them had to offer up their son the way Abraham offered up his son. Not every one of them had to have such a trial of faith. But he did it by faith. Abraham was saved by faith. The believer today is saved by faith. He runs the same race and he's running it by faith. So if there's a unique, a unique, a, a, a uniqueness about this race for you in that your race is absolutely unique to you. But yet there is a, a commonness about it in that every single one runs by faith. Let us think then of some of the pointers, just finally, some of the pointers to running this race. Think of some of the pointers to running this race. Have you begun to run the race? When you start any race, you've got to begin somewhere. Those who cycled through Edinburgh today, they would begin somewhere. Those who run a race, they come to the start line and they begin to run. My friend, have you begun to run this race at all? Are you looking to the world, the flesh and the devil? Are you looking all over the place and your eyes are not fixed on Jesus Christ? Is that where you are? How, how, what a poor... I was saying the other day at the funeral... Uh, uh, it is Ecclesiastes there's a time to be born and there's a time to die time to be born and a time to die a time when you might be born into this world and a time to die do you notice it doesn't say a time to be born a time to live and then a time to die it doesn't say that because the writer knows fine well that there are some people that don't live the, the, the child in the womb that's dies in the womb. It never lives. It's born and it dies. Infants are born and they die. Teenagers are born and die. Middle-aged, they're born and die. And not everybody reaches the, the, the three score years and ten. If it does, it can prove to be sorrow and tears. It's as though when he writes, it's, he's writing, he's up to say, well, you're born and then you die because as soon as you're born, you know that death will automatically follow. Whatever actually ever else happens, that will follow. My friend, there's a time to be born and a time to die. But you know something? The Bible speaks as well about another birth. Time to be born into this world, but my friend, there's also a time to be born again spiritually. Jesus speaks about a new birth of being born again by the power of the Holy Spirit. Being born from above. The wind, the, the, the wind bloweth where it listeth, so the Holy Spirit bloweth. And there is a new birth. A child is born again. My friend, you know what it is to be born again by the power of God's Spirit and to be a new creature. In Christ Jesus. There was a man. 
there was a man who was, as a, I think a teenager, he was a radical communist. A radical communist. And he was seeking to set up a, a radical uh, organization, a workers' organization that would rebel against the government, and that would rebel against the things of God, of, of the government. He wanted a communist, radical, uh, rebellion against the government of the day. Do you know what happened to that man? That man, by accident, ended up in a church. And he heard the gospel. And his life was completely changed. He began to run another race. He began to run the race looking unto Jesus. And as he went through this world, his life was completely changed. Now he was no longer a radical communist wanting subversion and to subvert the government of the day. He was now a Christian. One of God's people. And about 50, 60 years later, he was buried. An elder in our congregation last week. God had changed his life. And now he had finished his course. He wasn't a a wise, he wasn't a, a, a learned man. He wasn't a man of the universities or anything else. But he began to run the race, looking to Jesus. And that was everything. And I buried him last Friday, the last Tuesday. My friend, have you begun to run the race? Are you yet... Have you not even started in that race? Are you not a stranger to the grace that is to be found in Jesus Christ? My friend, you need to start that race. Pray that the Lord would change your life. Pray that the Holy Spirit would, that you would be born again. There is a time to be born. There is a time to be spiritually born. There is a time to die, to die unto the old man. There is a time to plant, and there is a time to pluck up that which is already there. My friend, are you running the race? Well, if you are, look what he says here. There's a great cloud of witnesses to encourage you. Think of all the different experiences they went through. Think of all that they had to undergo. They were confronted with fire, lion's death, Gideon, Joshua, Moses, Abraham, Sarah. Well, you run the same race and be encouraged that cast off the sin that doth so easily beset you. Doesn't it beset us, doesn't it? Sin easily beset Paul, Paul knows. <laughs> Paul knows himself and Paul knows us how it's easy Sin besets us on the road. So it's weighing us down. 
and you need to cast it off. Cast it off. And we need to start to run with patience. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord's time. Waiting for the Lord to direct us, to encourage us. Not running ahead. Not dragging behind. But just running with patience. That's the Lord. How patient Job was. Think of Job. The patience of Job. He's mentioned. And we do it looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What a wonderful example he is. You know, as we run the race, if you see runners running the race, they're running. And they'll come to the place where they, there's water or whatever, and they'll take down water and they'll run on again and they'll take down water, you know. That's running the race. And God has provided everything for us that we may run that race. He has provided a great cloud of witnesses in the Old Testament. He has provided the Lord Jesus Christ himself who ran the race. He has given us Jesus Christ to look to. My friend, he's given us all the means of grace as you run the race. What is, what is, what is God's house to you? What does it mean to you coming this evening to God's house, into, into the, the church? Is it simply coming and let's sing a psalm and let's listen to what's being said? My friend, that's not for the Christian what it ought to be about. Preaching of the word ought to be that which encourages, strengthens you for the road. Strengthens you for the week ahead. Enables you to confront whatever unique situation you are confronting. Whatever unique situation the race will lay before you and won't lay before anybody else. That God gives us the means of grace, the Lord's day, the preaching of the word to strengthen you. That when you come to these difficult hurdles, they're still difficult. Of course they are. They're there to get over. Of course they are. But as you come to them, you come to them and you look to Jesus. And he enables you to overcome them. He enables you to, enables you to keep going. My friend, Use the means that God has given to you. When you come to God's house, come to God's house and say, I am coming and I am coming empty. I have run for a week. I come empty. I want to come into God's house that he would fill me again for the week to come. I won't live off what's gone before. I'll live off what the Lord gives me now for the week to come. It's like the runner running by, getting running drinking it down and, and carrying on. He's refreshed. My friend, are you refreshed when you come into God's house? Do you come into God's house with a desire? Lord, bless me once again. Enable me to run that race. Enable me to do it looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith.
And as you run, remember this. When you run a race, very often there's a competition, isn't there? You're competing. But this is unique, you see. This is a unique race. You're not competing against anybody. In fact, you want to stop as you're running and you see your fellow Christian struggling in the way. You want to do as you see sometimes they do. You know, they, they don't worry whether they're going to pass their finishing line first, second or third. They'll stop and they'll help some other person. They maybe even not, don't even know them. They help them along the way. You see, this is not a competition. It's not a competition. It's that, see what Paul says, wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a, a, a cloud away, let us lay aside, saying it to them all, let us lay aside uh, the, with the, every way the sin which doth easily beset us and let us run with patience the, 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 the race that's set before us. This is not a race. This is a competition. They're running it together. You might have a different race. You might have different turtles, but we're all running it together. My friend, as you run this race, help one another to run it. You know why? Because at the end of the day, everyone that runs this race, they're all winners. There's no first, second, or third. Every single one that crosses that line, that perseveres, that goes on and, 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 and finishes, that comes to the finishing line when the race is over and you enter into glory, you're all winners. There's no failures here. Because Jesus has already crossed that line. Jesus is already there. He's the one that has won it for all his people. And every single one that comes and runs that race, my friend, ultimately we're all winners. Because there is a crown of righteousness laid up for all those who run this race and finish this race looking unto Jesus. Well then, it's a unique race that you will run. It's the same race that we all run. Let's run it with patience, enabling one another, knowing that we all have the crown at the end of the day. And my friend, if you've not begun, if you're still in the world, then pray this evening that you would be born again and that you would begin to run, even to stumble, before you pick yourself up and you begin to run, looking to Jesus. Let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. <clears throat> Gracious and ever-blessed Lord, we thank Thee for the goodness of Thy grace and Thy mercy. We thank Thee that this evening Thy people are able to run the race, and we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, that poor sinners can be taken out of the, of the dust of the ground, can be taken out of the mire, 
be brought to be sons and kings of the living God. We pray that thou, Lord, would enable us as we run to run the race, that we would cast aside all the sin that does so easily beset us, those that were things of the world that would weigh us down. May we cast them off, and may we rather run with patience that race that is set before us. Undertake for each one of us now, pardon us all our sins, for Jesus' sake. Amen.